0: You're listening to RIA Collective with your host, Charlie Van Derven, a podcast designed to help financial professionals remove the fear and anxiety around going independent. Let's go. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of RIA Collective. I'm your host, Charlie Van Derven. I've got a guest today that's going to have a lot of insight for those You know, maybe captive advisors who are looking for a different landing spot, not sure what the independent side of the industry is. We know your broker-dealer doesn't want you to discover it. Um, A a wonderful guest, Rob Sampson, is with me from Stratus Wealth Partners. Now, Rob, uh, one of the great things that Rob has to bring to our conversation is Rob spent years with Wells Fargo advisors as the Midwest regional president. So he's seen both sides of this and uh, and has made the, uh, the option to jump into the independent side. And Rob, I think we're of like mind in that I really truly believe that it is the independent side that allows an advisor to serve their client absolutely the best and in, in the purest, most fiduciary based way, if you will. Rob Sampson, thank you so much for joining me, being my guest on RA Collective today. Um, I'm excited for our conversation, man. Yay.
1: Thanks, Charlie. really appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and Rob, you know, those who have listened to uh, previous episodes know that really our mission is to help this industry move towards an independent space because- in my experience, and I've worked in the wirehouse side, and I've worked with advisors, independent broker-dealers, which I know there's kind of a you know Stratus is kind of a hybrid. You've got some affiliation with LPL as well as some some fee-only stuff, um, and we'll get into all that. I really feel like it's in that independent space that advisors have the freedom to have the purest relationship with a client. You're not you're not in your head. And uh, so just on audio, if you're listening and not watching, Rob agrees with me. <laughs> I do
1: agree with you. Absolutely, Charlie. Yeah.
0: Um, if for those, for this, let's start off here, Rob. For those advisors who would, that are listening that are not familiar with Stratus Wealth Partners, tell me a little bit about the firm.
1: You bet. So Stratus Wealth Partners was founded in 2009 by Jeff Concepcion in Cleveland, Ohio. We're a Midwest-based firm. And uh, Jeff joined the firm because he thought there was a void in the independent space. So obviously, independent firms have existed for for many, many years. Uh, But Jeff really pioneered the idea of independence, uh, but with support. And so, Charlie, back in 2009, uh, Jeff started a firm where you didn't go it alone. So at Stratos, you have a home office now of over 80 uh, employees that are dedicated to help independent advisors all over the country. And we have over 350 advisors now uh, all over the U.S., Yeah, uh, we've grown and we had our best recruiting year last year ever. Like you said, we're multi-custodial. So we give advisors uh, the opportunity to uh, do business with Fidelity, Schwab, TD Ameritrade. Our broker-dealer partner is LPL. So it gives the advisors flexibility, uh, whether it's for product or price, uh, to do business uh, where they want to. And, um, you know, Barron's has recognized this as one of the fastest-growing firms uh, do a lot of work on the M&A side, Charlie, helping advisors that are trying to uh, potentially retire and uh, create a succession plan, advisors that want to buy practices. And I'm, I'm really proud of uh, the culture that we've also built at the firm. It's a special place.
0: Well, and we've been, you know, at Social Advisors, we've been working with Jeff for quite a while. And, you know, in full disclosure, you know, Rob, we're working with you directly as well. Yeah. Those of you who do not know Jeff Concepcion get to know this guy, right? So um, I think Jeff I think Jeff was my fourth or fifth interview for RA Collective. Now, if you go back and listen to that interview, you can tell it's pretty rough around the edges. We probably chatted for sixty or sixty-five minutes. I don't know if anybody wants to listen to me for that long, Rob. Um, but like you're right, Jeff is an absolute pioneer, and and I actually I think I met Jeff when I was working for FMG Suite. So we we were doing some work with Jeff and uh, um, Jim Lupica and you know some sure. others. Some others at Stratus there. So we've got some history with the, with Stratus Wealth Partners. Um, Rob, you know, you, good position at Wells Fargo Advisors, right? What made you choose to go to the independent side of this industry?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Charlie. And I get that all the time. I mean, I spent 26 years at Wells Fargo Advisors. And uh, I have really nothing negative to say about Wells or the large warehouse firms. They, they have a niche. Uh, in the marketplace, and listen—if you're an advisor that's not particularly concerned about you know maximizing payout, uh, you don't necessarily uh, want to build your own suite with uh, you know you know planning tools, uh, performance reporting, having the capability to do more fee uh, fee only advice. Um, if you if you really are someone who likes to have a branch manager, likes to have the structure, um, you know the wirehouses have a lot of resources, so there's something there. Um, but back a couple of years ago, Charlie, you know, as I was thinking about you know where I wanted to spend the rest of my career, I realized that for a lot of advisors, uh, there's more out there. And so, if you are a financial advisor that loves serving clients, but also you know sees yourself uh, as a business person as well, uh, a CEO of your practice, and you want the flexibility to you know, be a full balance sheet, you know, wealth manager, not just an investment uh, professional, um, have the capabilities to do a variety of planning, use unique resources and products, um, customize the way you do business. Um, I think the independent side is is the place to go. And it's interesting, you know, for many of us uh, who are, you know, maybe in 50s or 60s, maybe a little bit younger. Um, you know, we relied on the big firms when we started out for maybe it was the training program, Charlie, I I, I was trained as a financial advisor, we needed all the resources to grow and build our businesses, uh, branch managers, having equity syndicate, um, you know, all the things that large firms do um, to kind of justify, you know, you giving them 50 or 60% of your, your revenue. Yeah. But. You know, as most of us have grown and built large teams, I think our need for the big firm is less and less. And for many large teams, it feels like the firms are taking more and more. And uh, I think the independent side, you know, makes a lot of sense for advisors that are are thinking a little bit broader about what they want, about, uh, you know, how they're going to finish their career and potentially monetizing at uh, incredible valuations on our side, too.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I Rob, I think and 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 you know, the large broker dealers, a large captive environment, right? They they want to inflict a little bit of fear in going independent. And what's nice about Stratus is um the ability to make that leap without having to figure out where you know you're gonna rent your copier from, or you know, these these small these these small business yeah. decisions that advisors spend so much time with their clients or cultivating their book of business having to be a ceo and and you know run payroll and everything else is difficult awesome that stratus is available there as a you know as kind of a catch all or a back office to help out with a lot of those things and so independence is available without having to put you know 10 different hats on i guess is is uh, is some of the benefit
1: yeah i mean i mean the easiest way to explain our model is supported independence so you're not Love going that. it alone and and listen uh, charlie nothing comes for free you're giving us a you know a few points of of payout and we're going to provide back office resources that a lot of advisors don't want to deal with whether it's compliance uh operations um you know having a technology deck ready to go help with leases you mentioned copiers i mean a lot of local things that you know advisors don't want to deal with and i think there's a fear if you go independent you know you got to spin a lot of plates that you're not going to be particularly excited
0: about doing that copier thing comes from uh, one 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 advisor I know that left. I think Ameriprise, right? Was independent with Ameriprise, but then ended up starting their own RIA. Prior to that was Merrill and Morgan. Literally, they told her, "You're going to have to learn how to fix a copy machine." That's
1: <laughs> so, terrifying. That's, that uh, was the big. I'll stick, yeah, I'll keep right? that story now. In my head. Yeah, that,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the big theory. Uh, so, Rob, what are some of the the common misconceptions? Right. So you've got you know, this, this force of captive advisors and in a lot of cases, right. Got their finance degree, went to the, you know, went to the job fair and and landed with a firm. Um, What are some of the misconceptions that, that advisors that you talk to that are in that captive space have about the independent space?
1: Well, I, I I think I'll start Charlie uh, just being completely honest about it. You know, when I started in the warehouse world, um, I kind of felt like the independent side was more for advisors that were in their latter stages of their career, not particularly in growth mode, you know, wanted to work from home, more of a leisure kind of a scenario. Um, And I I didn't think of it as a particularly, you know, kind of a growth oriented uh, channel. Um, You know, you fast forward today, and I just think about some of the large teams at Stratos, Charlie, and they're some of the fastest growing Teams in the industry—they're acquiring other practices, they're growing big time organically, using social media tools, pioneering creative uh, planning. Um, so the misconception that I had, and, and maybe some others do, is that you know independence is kind of where a lot of advisors go to die. Um, quite the contrary. Um, you know, the other thing that I think of when I, when I think of you know what what's out there, the misconceptions is. When you're independent, you, you may lose a lot of the resources that you uh, have come to take for granted at the wirehouse. Um, technology, uh, for example, you know, a lot of the wirehouses, um, you know, have a pretty robust planning platform, uh, have, a, you know, contact management on the desktop, um, lots of efficiencies. Um, what I've found actually is, uh, if, and we're not, you know, obviously lots of competition. It's not just Stratos. But on the independent side, Charlie, actually the technology in many cases is way better. Uh, whether it's you know you choosing what type of planning software you want to use, uh, we happen to have Orion on our desktop uh, for our advisors for performance reporting, which is a really robust tool, especially if you're using more than one custodian. It allows advisors and clients to see everything in one report at, at your, on your desktop. Um, great, great technology. And then the other thing I would say, Charlie, is I think a lot of advisors, you know, partner, um, you know, whether it's with wholesalers, insurance folks, and their their fear is, hey, listen, if I leave a wire or a large firm, I'm not going to have those resources. And actually, what I've discovered, Charlie, is many of the wholesalers, insurance folks um, are the same folks that we use. On the independent side, because a lot of them are no longer siloed and are multi-channel, and so many of the the, the familiar names that I knew uh, when I worked at a wirehouse at Wells are the same wholesalers, the same insurance folks that our advisors
0: are using at Stratos. Yeah, I see the same thing. And Rob, you know the the transition of our industry is going independent so quickly at this point that there's an infrastructure that's growing around it. Um and to speak to speak to what you're talking about with technology, we work with a number of finet advisors on the social advisor side of things, and so I know the wells environment well i've known it fairly well for many, many years, even when I was working with other firms um for example, last year, Wells did a big upgrade to their marketing technology, which is absolutely awesome. It was long overdue now there are still some gaps in there, and for those finet folks that you know it kind of becomes difficult because they're governed like a Wells Fargo advisor, though they are an independent advisor. Um, one of the one of the issues I see is that so in that instance, Wells will make a capital investment in marketing technology, and then they're going to keep it together for the next five or seven years until that capital investment comes up again on the budget. In the meantime, the open market has raced past anything they're able to do because they're, they're, you know, maybe they're working on their planning software. Or they've got other initiatives uh, through that budget cycle, right? So it might sit relatively idle for five years while the while the end, you know, while the while the let's say the open market is uh, is is you know is is increasing hand over fist. So um, technology is a big point. You brought one up earlier too. You said uh, for those advisors who aren't worried about big payouts. Or, you know, aren't worried about growing their payout. Um, the captives place a great for. I don't, I don't know any advisor, Rob, that isn't trying to make more money and also serve their clients better. So um that I you said that I was kind of laughing in my head a little bit when you said it. So um, well, you know, I'll tell you something, Charlie.
1: The one the one thing that I have to say is inertia is a very powerful force. And a lot of advisors are are comfortable. Uh, comfortable in the large firm environment, sure, and sure. you know, as I talk to folks, we talk about the price of complacency, uh, and it's 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 meaningful. So while you're comfortable, and there's something to be said for that, um, being the best you can be, being able to offer your clients more uh, in a very competitive marketplace. You mentioned um, being fee only, being able to you know to set yourself out as a fiduciary. And not having any of the limitations and conflicts a broker dealer inevitably is going to have. Right. Um, you know, listen, these large firms, you mentioned technology. You know, you know, firms like, you know, like Wells and, and, and obviously, you know, the other ones like Merrill, um, you know, they're a relatively small part of the overall uh, corporation. And so when you do a technology spend, right. you know, how much of it actually filters down to the broker dealer unit? Um, you know, I have to say that you know we love our LPL business partners because they're hundred percent in the wealth space. they They don't yeah. have a bank, they don't have a mortgage group. When they make a technology spend, every single dollar goes to support the financial advisors. So I, I think what you're saying yeah. about technology is is, is spot on.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, right? I mean, there's so many different business units at one of the large broker dealers um, that uh, that wealth management is just one of four or five business units. You're absolutely right. Um, a great point. I love that. Um, you brought up a little while ago, Rob, that you know the the vision of the independent space was uh, was maybe people go to independent to become complacent, if you will. Yeah. Um, complete misconception, but there is no mystery whatsoever that we have an aging industry. Right so talk to me a little bit about um, how you see senior advisors transition their businesses best to the next generation you mentioned you mentioned valuation of the book on the independent side i know that's a that's an important piece there too so you see a you see older older advisors moving to independence as well as younger of course but what does that look like for the senior advisor
1: yeah and it's it's a, such a relevant issue right now as you said uh, Cerulli and others have have continued to uh, to report that the median age of financial advisors continues to go higher and higher every year. As large firms are doing less and less on the training side, um, and you know the aging population, you know continues to do business. They're healthy. Uh, the markets have been robust by and large, so they're staying in the business. But you know you see so many folks that are you know in their sixties and seventies, and in some cases, their eighties. Charlie and you know the independent side creates really interesting opportunities for advisors that are looking to do the right thing for clients, have proper transition plans in place for their practices, and have a really, really uh, a great opportunity on the liquidity, on the monetization side. The valuations, in spite of rising interest rates recently, in spite of a a down market the last twelve months or so, the valuations are still uh, quite high. And you know, firms like ours, um, we pride ourselves in, in being flexible um, to help older advisors uh, find the right partner, to help younger advisors looking to make acquisitions do it the right way. Uh, we've done 30 or 40 deals at Stratos, Charlie, in the last few years. And uh, Stratos also um, will will often take a stake in practices. Uh, in in these types of succession uh, uh, opportunities too. So we consider ourselves a, a big player in the M and A space. And um, in Chicago, I, I just hired a, an advisor a few months ago who's in his 70s and absolutely same scenario, looking to um, you know lock in a valuation, looking to transition the practice, and he'll do that over the next couple of years with us.
0: And that's awesome that he's got all the resources at, at Stratus to help guide him through that process. And then the book be you know hasn't has the ability to land somewhere where his clients are already familiar with the environment, as opposed to being sold somewhere where potentially that's a, a hard transition for his client base cool totally agree resource. with you charlie yeah, yeah cool and I, and, I,
1: and i would and i would tell you you know for advisors that are a little bit older and trying to figure out a succession plan um, there are many firms out there uh, we're certainly not the only one i think it's really important uh that you look at uh your this the partner that you're going to affiliate with uh, for their yeah. financial security uh you know there's lots of players out there it's a very fragmented business on the independent side and it's extremely important to make sure that you uh, choose a partner that is uh financially solid. Very
0: important. Yep. Yep. Do your research. Absolutely. So Rob, I mean, our, our mission with RA Collective is simply to help this industry move more independent. And I said in the beginning of our, of our conversation, I truly believe, and I've got all kinds of instances and, and specificities that I could point to, to say, this is true. Advisors serve clients, less bias, um, when they're independent. Now, uh, Stratus makes a really nice landing spot for advisors that may be listening that are thinking about making that leap from a captive environment to an independent space. A uh, couple of questions for you around that. Number sure. one, what a uh, is there anything that Stratus is really looking for in an advisor, right? So uh, you know, do you can you point to some some similar characteristics between the advisors that you've worked with over the years um, that have made them a good fit for Stratus?
1: Sure. Uh, well, first of all, we 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 don't hire any jerks. Uh, we want nice awesome. people. Cool. Uh, we that's something that you know as you get older and you, you spend time in this business, you realize you just want to work with nice people, high integrity, uh, and that's why I joined uh, Jeff's team at Stratos. Uh, it's a great bunch of uh, of folks. Uh, we have great diversity in our leadership ranks, and it's a nice group of people. Uh, so that's number one, no jerks. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, number two. Uh, I think I think advisors that have a bias towards growth, Charlie, um, you know, we talked about that, you know, not a place to coast. Uh, we, we have over 300 advisors and most of them are in growth mode. Um, we have organic growth resources in-house, a practice management team uh, to help advisors, great social media tools uh, that advisors can use and leverage, um, really great resources. We have an asset management team to help advisors with research and and, and running the money um, so I think from an organic growth standpoint uh, and the other thing is uh, inorganic growth uh, advisors that are looking to make an acquisition uh, or to potentially sell their practice we're, we're a big player in the industry in in that capacity too so I would say uh, the culture is important you know I would say the growth is 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 important Charlie um, and we really want advisors that have that CEO kind of mentality. Um, you know, we're looking to do more than just be a wealth manager because while I agree with you, I think independence is the right direction. It's the right way to, uh, to, to lead a, uh, clients. Um, it's not for everyone. You have to take responsibility. You are running your own business. Um, you, you have a responsibility. you have to make sure, you know from a legal standpoint, uh, compliance standpoint, uh, you're doing the right thing. You're in charge. It's your firm, um, and so I think that you know we want advisors that are mindful of the risk uh, component too. I think that's that's important. So you know, obviously, when you run your own own business, whether it's in our industry or any industry, you have to you have to be thinking about that as well.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Now, Rob, you're based out of Chicagoland. Yes. Um, and of course, we've got downloads from all over the country and into Canada. And so, you know, we're excited. I, I guess I can say we're international at this point with our Canadian downloads. Um, do you mind being a resource, even if someone isn't in your backyard, maybe someone, you know, is listening from California that, uh, that has some questions. I, uh, I will vouch for Stratus being a wonderful landing spot. We've been doing business with Stratus for quite a while with Jeff and Kevin and you. And um, so great company. I've got nothing but great things to say. Do you mind if others, you know, outside of your outside of your your footprint, do you mind if others reach out to you?
1: Happy to be a resource, Charlie. And uh, again, you know, serve as a consultant. Uh, I obviously have a, have a a real you know bias towards Stratos, but you know, whether you're in a different part of the country or looking for a different part of the industry, happy to be a resource. And we do have a leadership team around the country as well, so I can plug people in potentially to a, one of our leaders that's a, that's closer by.
0: Wonderful, Rob. What's the best way for someone to get a hold of you?
1: Uh, best way to get a hold of me is uh, probably my email. I would say Charlie is R. Sampson S A M S O N at Stratos S T R A T O S W is in Walter P is in Paul dot com R Sampson at Stratoswp com
0: and the website stratoswp.com, if you want more information about Stratos Wealth Partners.
1: Yes, stratoswealthpartners.com. Um we are obviously happy to uh to, to to assist you as you can you know you consider your migration towards this side Charlie. Happy to help uh, all your listeners. Awesome.
0: Rob, you're a great guest. Um you know,
1: you well, know-
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate you
1: saying that. My dad always told me I have a face for radio. So hopefully people, people won't see the the uh the video of this and, and won't get scared off.
0: Well, it'll be on YouTube. So if you're curious, if you're if you're listening on Spotify or something, and you can check out Rob on YouTube. Um the I, I love the background you bring, Rob, from you know, from that regional vice president position at Wells Fargo Advisors. Um, you I mean, you know both worlds so well. And so you can really help a young advisor who and, and not necessarily young by age, but someone who's really looking for a change in their career. Uh, Rob will be a great resource for you. So if you've got questions and, you know, you don't have to go to Stratus and I know Rob would love for you too, but also, um, I've gotten to know you over the, over the time that we've been working together, Rob, uh, I know you're going to be a great resource for anybody that reaches out.
1: Thanks, Charlie. Happy to help any of your listeners.
0: Yeah. And thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and experience with us, Rob. My pleasure, Charlie. Yep. And for anybody else listening to RAA Collective, thank you all for being here. Your time is precious. We appreciate you spending some of it with us today. Uh, now, if you like what you heard, please refer us to other people. And what do the podcasters say? Give us a review and you know, follow our podcast on your listening platform of choice. That helps us reach more people. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of RAA Collective. On behalf of myself, Charlie Van Derven, and my guest, Rob Sampson, We'll see you down the road somewhere, I suppose. You've just listened to another episode of RIA Collective with your host, Charlie Van Derven. For more information, visit riacollective.com. Now, have a great day.